and welcome to List Wars. My name is Michael Moran, and this week I've got two very special friends with me. First, we've got Alec Bowling taking a sip of the champagne of beers. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. Dude, you look well. Appreciate it. Well done. Uh, and sporting a backwards cap, we've got Will McKenzie hanging hey, loose. Hey, everyone. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just channeling my Lou Vega energy. That's Vega <laughs> yeah, with a B. <laughs> Vega with a V. I we I confessed before this that I did not know if Lou Vega was with a B or a V, and I remembered multiple conversations where I intentionally said the most ambiguous sound between those two words or letters, and uh, so that nobody would know I was a fraud and a fake ass music fan. But I would also uh, say that that like eighty percent of the population of the world. No, I would say ninety nine percent of the population of the world does not even know who Lou Bega is. Dude, Mambo number five changed the world. Yeah. We I mean, live in a post Mambo number five world. Yes. I expect to see uh Lou Vega showing up on multiple lists tonight. You just said Vega this. again. Wait, is it Vega? Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, it's Vega. Lou Vega. Louis B. Louis B. Vega Boys. Oh, I'm not gonna remember uh, Vega Boys. Wait, but Vanga Boys are also a group. They oh, are, and they're back so in hard. town. <laughs> they sing uh, Sex on the Beach. That's a good song. Uh, oh, dude, we should do top five names listed in Mambo number five. Oh, sometime. that'd be good. It'd be a good follow-up <laughs> to like our 50 Cent one. Um, yeah. Which people it, it, like wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to make a confession. Is it Mamba number five or Mambo number five? No, Ooh. it's Mambo. I guess Mambo, but you saying Mamba kind of threw me off. No, so. it's who are we? Kobe Bryant? It's Mambo number five. <laughs> yeah, probably Mambo. Kobe. Dude, I yeah, was. You're uh, right. You're right. You're right. I was at a bachelor party playing basketball against a guy. Well, like a bunch of people who are bad, and there's one guy who's really good, but he's obsessed with Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And uh, the one thing I could think of to give me a chance was I made a dead Kobe Bryant joke. And oh, no. I distracted him for half a second. Is that fair, or am I a terrible person? What do you mean? Is that fair? I, I don't think those. I don't think fair and horrible person <laughs> are like equal ends of the spectrum. There, I, I think it's somewhere in between. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like morally uh, gray. Depends on the will. joke. <laughs> when, when did nine eleven jokes take off? Like when were they cool? Uh, I mean, I guess there'd be people debating whether or not they are cool oh yeah well, no no no, no. i would i'd say it's pretty common knowledge that those are the funniest jokes right now. <laughs> um i mean just behind like school shootings yeah right right yeah uh i feel dirty right now <laughs> yeah maybe we just cut this and start off on a more I, wholesome i was note. trying to think of something worse but then i was like i don't need to do that <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay uh so what's well, um alec yes. you're a okay breaking news list wars nation alec is a published author now yeah he uh, is uh. what's it uh full metal horror on amazon audible on on, on the book sites right that's the name of this that anthology that you yeah. have placed your artistic fury into indeed full metal horror three it's on amazon and paperback in kindle formats you can grab it enjoy it or don't follow oh. your heart I you enjoyed know. it. So, uh, Alex's story, Last Shuttle Leaving, which is great sounding, takes me back to our presidential names episode, Will, when I was saying, like, cellar door. Last mm. Shuttle Leaving, just that, that flows off the tongue, like Drew Barrymore and Donnie Darko. And I w read it on a plane at night driving through a thunderstorm. And I feel like that's the best way Wait, what? to read Wait, it. Wait, what? You, you read it on a plane at night? 
Driving through a thunderstorm? You mean flying? Flying? Somebody's driving the plane. What? You you don't only drive cars. I I mean, you're painting this word picture where like you're on a plane. I'm like, yeah, I'm in on this. And then you said driving. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Were you in a car? Driving is a pretty versatile verb. Kobe Bryant drove to the hoop, you know, on many occasion. Somebody was driving the plane, but I liked it. Hey Alec, will you? Yo. I have not. I I I'm going to purchase it. Um, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I know that you get 100 percent of the profits um, <laughs> from Amazon. All proceeds. Uh, c- could you could you give me like a one minute rundown of what the story is about? Because I read your description of it uh, okay. on on your Instagram post, but I want to hear from the, from the horse mouth. Okay, from the horse's own teeth. I won't give oh. too much because this is a short story, so going too far will give away the whole thing. But basically, it's set in a mining facility on a distant moon, and it's about this guy whose friend has gone missing, and he has the option to go look for his friend one last time before the final shuttle leaves this moon, and he has 60 seconds to dis- 60 seconds. Let's uh, let's run the tape back on that. 60 minutes <laughs> to go look for There's his no friend before the shuttle leaves forever so does one question does he have a bracelet that says wwlbd what would lou vega do does <laughs> it, i think uh, that's implied you and, can and it's can that's you, in the subtext yeah and can you can you edit it at this point now that it's a, a paperback because I, I can like... probably, I can, if you send me your copy, I can edit it. Okay. A little white out. <laughs> a little white out. Yeah. Dude, nothing uh, a little white out didn't fix or could Absolutely. Fixed. I will white out anything you don't like in the story and send it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some edits. the author's mouth. You don't, you don't get some... that with those big authors. No oh, way. Yeah. Dude, I, I texted you. I was asking for like, uh, you gave me some other recommendations of things to read, but I was actually specifically asking, like, within that collection, did you read the other people's? Oh. Or no, I haven't gone through them all yet, which okay. probably is the wrong thing to say. But yeah, you could have okay. just lied. Yeah, you could have just lied and said, "Oh, that one with the spooky oh, skeletons." Yeah. <laughs> it is spooky season. Oh, I just watched the uh, new, the Jordan Peele, and it wasn't as good as the others. But I'm excited to Wait. watch scary movies. <laughs> The Jordan the, Peele. The, the Jordan, Jordan Peele movie. <laughs> the new Jordan Peele movie. The, the an- Antebellum. Isn't that him? Oh, I don't up? know. He might be a producer on it. Yeah, he's producing oh, it's everything. Not, oh, okay. So that's not. That's why it wasn't as good. It's not actually directed by him. Yeah, they're sense. slapping his name on things like a Better Business Bureau sticker these days. Oh, you know? yeah. I Yeah, I did see the uh, Jordan Peele uh, ketchup at Kroger the other day. <laughs> thought about picking it up. I don't yeah. know what that means. I, you know, I just, I was going with your bit. Oh. I was running with it. <laughs> Slapping his name on everything. Uh, okay. Yeah, we can start doing the podcast. Oh, no. Hold on. There, We had a couple emails. I forgot that we had an email address and checked it like 10 minutes before this while we were waiting for you, Will. And uh, Alex Larison's <clears throat> email that she wrote in is just titled Marcus Mathers because that's the name that 50 Cent or not Eminem was. <laughs> Uh, but she she loved that episode. She loved the Ch- Carolyn's cheesy gordilla crunch story, and she's gonna never <laughs> let her uh, live that down. And uh, sent in some pictures of her and Corey dressing up as Harry Potter's, like H A I R Y Potter's for the seven point one movie release. Like they've got beards and potted plants, which is funny. Yeah, and they think fun. that we should make Harry Harry Potter like an actual b- board game that we can market. <laughs> um, but everyone's shaggy. 
<laughs> it just got shaggy from Scooby Doo. It was bushy. I don't know how I mis- mixed that up. It's like Alec, you told me like, I swear like, at the end of the game, I could of course corrected. I just I feel so bad. Uh, and we had a, another funny one from Zach Kosis, Mikey Mike and the Funky Bunch. He gave a Venn diagram outlining uh, the similarities between all our other podcasts and the Taylor Swift episode. And the center is a fun listen. So they're both fun listens. The standard is like a gnashing of teeth and arguing. But the this T-Swift episode, he says, was sophisticated, rubric-based decision-making and had polite disagreements. So wow. uh, if you're if you're in just, um, you know, if there's too much pain and suffering listening to me and the boys, go listen to me and the girls talk about Taylor Swift. He also let me know. fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if you think it's boring, his third bullet point is, thank you for made, making me wait 15 minutes in silence to get to the end of the Taylor Swift podcast track so I could hear the exit sound. Apparently, I left 15 minutes of silence in at the end of that <laughs> one. So that's uh, uh, maybe I'll go in and re-upload that, but probably not. Uh, thanks for braving that storm oh and he says he's sorry will for putting a hole in the wall of your parents basement with our vacuum bazooka and our freshman year biology question uh, i remember that me him and ryan <laughs> sours yeah oh sow cow uh and and his wife would not wait for him 25 years in prison uh follow up on the 50 Thank cent you. episode oh Thank which yeah. hey tell her she made a commitment at the altar you can no nope. you can play this no nope. mike you don't understand marriage you're wrong. Till death I, do us part. I understand marriage. I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a certified minister, and I will. Uh, so I will am I. Arrest your wife if she doesn't wait for you. Twenty five. You're years. gonna arrest your citizens. <laughs> yeah, and I, my authority police. invested in me. I, I <laughs> place you. So just ministers arrest. Okay. Uh, now we can actually do a podcast. But it's great to be here with you guys. You look great. Um, mm. What are we talking about tonight? We're talking about men showing emotion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I have I forgot, emotional honestly. men. I, I froze in that moment. <laughs> but such a <laughs> such a broad yet specific topic. Incredibly uh, broad. Kind of weird. Um, yeah. What'd you think about the topic itself? I've str- I struggled with it a little bit. That's I fair. felt overwhelmed early on, <laughs> but then I just let my heart steer me, and I'm not going to apologize for any of my decisions. So that's good. That's where I've landed. You're really growing up. I'm proud of you. (laughs) Thanks, man. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So should we just get going with this very clear, straightforward um, sentence? Is men showing emotion a sentence? I guess not. But it's like like a – it's not a prepositional phrase, but I like the – we have a subject noun, subject verb predicate going on here. (laughs) I think we should explore some more topics like this. With predicates specifically. Yes, predicates Mm -hmm. are hot right now. (laughs) Very hot. Yeah, top five predicates. Okay, I think we should (laughs) just get going. The more you say predicate, the less it sounds like a real word. (laughs) Dude, kind of like Lou Bega. I almost said Vega again, but now I'm on top of it. Louis B. Shout out Louis K. Louis Noli. Lou Bagels. Uh, Lou Bagels in the house. All right, Alec, uh, the the horseman. um, (laughs) Will called you a horse earlier. Horse he, he, wa- he wanted it from your teeth. Hell yeah. What's your what's your first emotional men showing on your list? <laughs> okay. Coming in at the five spot, and pretty soon you'll discover a theme with mine, but I'll Wonderful. let that present itself as we go along. Coming in at the five spot. In 1993, Steven Spielberg created a film you may or may not be familiar with. It's called Schindler's List. So my oh number my five God. is Oscar Schindler at the end of the movie 
when they're, he's getting ready to leave and he starts breaking down because he's like, I could have done more. I could have sold this car and like gotten, you know, saved 10 more Jews. I could have sold this pin and saved one more Jew. And he's this guy who's just done so much good and for so many people, but still is just like beset by his conscience about like how much more could he have done or did he really do everything within his utmost to save as many people as he could? And it's just heartbreaking and also heartwarming at the same time. So that's my number five. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, that movie is like world shattering. Um, and hard, and it's honestly, I watched it last year again and it's hard to watch. Mm. Um, it's so beautifully shot. Um, and I, I think that piece of the movie I could watch a thousand times. Um, And I think the cool part about it is as I was making my list, I'm thinking through like uh, sadness, a lot of it. And then I kind of like rethought about it and this idea of like, it's not just like sadness, it's grief. It's Mm. like, like men showing this. And I think in that scene specifically, it's not just a sadness. It's not just a, like he's upset. It's like this total like grieving uh, that mm-hmm. he is going through that I thought was like really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so well acted. Yeah. 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 Liam Neeson is dynamite in that. He is. I'm real happy. I don't have to go after Alec with my number five. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, <laughs> he's a, Mike's number five is going to be Ash Ketchum. <laughs> oh, no, that's when his a, that's, Charizard got knocked unconscious. <laughs> that's a great, beautiful film, though. Will, do you remember we were in Mrs. Bailey's class when we watched that in uh, yeah, high school? And oh, she did hate you for some reason. Um, but while they were playing, while the scene where there's like a topless girl in bed, she holds up a big white piece of construction paper to the screen. She was like all ready to block it, like three minutes beforehand and it just became instantly transparent because she pressed it right <laughs> up to the screen and yeah. Kevin Hetrick started like clapping <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my gosh yeah Dude, yeah I, I feel like Schindler's so- or go ahead no now that I've had some time to think about what I was gonna say I'm not gonna say it <laughs> oh dude I I caught one in the filter because I already dug myself deeper than I'd like because like I listen to these and I'm like why do you say these things when I have to edit it but I already said the stuff about 9-11 and yeah. et cetera. And I, I was, well, now I'll just say, but like Kevin Hamilton and I, I this movie was is kind of ruined for me. It's an absolutely beautiful, incredible movie. But for some reason, as dumb, idiot, you know, insensitive uh, high schoolers, we used to love a YouTube video that was a scene from Schindler's List and the song playing, We Built This City on Rock and Roll. I don't, it's just... Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe we cut that part, too. <laughs> Maybe we cut that part, too. But this Kevin and I just used right, to love watching on, Alec. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we got those. So, <laughs> I was just going to say... Cut. I was going to say that I feel like Schindler's List is like top five, one of the top five movies that you watch once and never again. You know, it's not something oh, yeah. that... You're just like, oh, it's Saturday. I'm having a beer. I'll pop on some Schindler's List, you know. Uh, I got an hour till the game comes on, but so, so good. And that could be an interesting topic to do is top five movies you only watch once. But mm, I would love hmm. that. That'd that could be, be interesting. You know? Yeah, write in. Tell us. We a lot of times will kick around ideas on the show while we're listing other things. Uh, if that sounds like a good topic to you, write that in because I think Same. it sounds great. So yeah, movies that you can o- are so great, but you only want to watch once. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Oh, and if you got any spooky ideas for 
Halloween month. I guess that means I got to post this one this week. I was going to post the one Will and I did on music movies while I was in Tennessee, but I can I can flip flop. We need uh, like a spooky soundboard for the month of October. You know, oh, we can dude, just be hitting should. sound effects. I have a I have a virtual soundboard I can upload things to. I just haven't really utilized it. It's the because I used it for the, the episodes where I had to play music. I don't know if you've been on any of those. Um, no, not yet. Okay, but I am watching this ending scene. It is like I could have sold my car. Good for you, Oscar Schindler, the real yeah, one, and then I also know. good for you, Liam Neeson's. Yeah, the real hero, Liam Neeson. The real hero in this story. <laughs> Liam. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll go. Um, Please. All right. I don't really have these ordered yet. I've got I've got a clear top three. Um, okay, my number five is Adam Driver in Marriage Story. Mm. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, in th- in and Alec, mine mine follow a similar theme. I've got some that like bank off, but uh, I think that Marriage Story was one of my favorite movies of last year. It was so good. And as I was thinking about this list, like I said earlier, like I the first thing I went to is sadness, like. What are some really good books? What are some really good like films that like men are just breaking down and showing emotion? But I think that Adam Driver does such a good job of like showing emotion, but every single emotion. Mm-hmm. So you've got him okay. like, play, playing with his son. You've got the flashbacks of him having fun with his wife and like being joyful. And then you've got the like, scenes where him and Scarlett Johansson are fighting and screaming and he just feels like pain. Um, and then you've got like the singing scene where he's like, yes, like trying yeah. to get better and he's feeling all these things. And then you've also got the ending where he's reading the letter and then he like breaks down. And yeah. I think it's so subtle. And obviously nothing about that movie is really subtle, especially that mm-hmm. scene where they're fighting in the apartment. But, that ending scene is such like a not him like weeping and like falling over, but like him showing great emotion in a very um, light way uh, that I think if you watch movies in like the 90s or from the 90s or 80s, you've got like Al Pacino like screaming and like yeah. men like falling over themselves, like trying to overact. And I'm glad yeah. that we're away from that now with like great actors like Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that. um when he's singing company that song from company that scene is just like my favorite in the movie and when it started i was kind of like yeah this is kind of weird you know i don't really get what they're going for here but by the end of it I've, my heart was just in my throat just like oh you know it goes on like long enough for you to go through that like process twice it's like oh, i don't need this oh i do need uh it's getting a little long okay i'm back in yeah yeah seriously yeah and adam driver my goodness he's just like come out of nowhere and absolutely charm the pants off america you know yeah and i'm here what was for a, it. what was a better song that one or the one from inside lewin davis with justin timberlake Ooh. the outer space one yeah <laughs> oh, oh that's my favorite outer. like space, space. space. <laughs> that's the best adam driver line yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite adam driver role uh, oh i forgot about that one yeah that's great heck yeah he's got Great range between those two songs. <laughs> Give him a Grammy. Yeah, seriously, though. Yeah. Nah, Marriage Story is such a beautiful movie. That's one I did watch more than once, but I never thought I would. And I'd watch mm. it again just talking about it. I'd watch him cut his hand open with Ooh, a knife. Gosh, that seems so brutal. I'd, I'd sit by. I'd support him through that one more time. Hell yeah. 
I would be what Scarlett Johansson couldn't be, frankly. Fine, if someone's saying it. (laughs) (laughs) That is what we're supposed to hope as the audience. I'm sure that's what (laughs) Noah wanted. (laughs) Okay, that's good. Is it my turn? Yeah, go for it. It sure is. Uh, My number five is Terrell Owens. Um, particular spotlight to something that I, well, I, he's just he's one of my favorite players. I own multiple Terrell Owens jerseys. I've you know I'm always looking on eBay for youth XL Terrell Owens jerseys. Keep one or two in the car. You gotta have a dark color and a light color for when you divvy up teams. You're not a youth XL. Why are you buying youth yes, XL? I, that's my size, and why it's the cheaper. Why are you keeping two of them in your car? Well, one's black and one's white. And like my soccer team, like you gotta for indoor soccer teams, you gotta have two colors. If you're playing rec football, you know pick up football. You gotta have two colors. Like you gotta be prepared. I feel um, like there's a non-zero percent chance that Terrell Owens is gonna perish in the next couple of years, and you no. will be the person who is killed. No. <laughs> uh, but I love him. The excitement, the controversy, but in particular the. So I do. I I love that era of Eagles football, and like I've always I've had his jersey for a long time. But the that's my quarterback breakdown yeah, with Tony Romo. That's you know that's we lost as a team. That's my quarterback. Like you know, beautiful. I love to see him uh, caring about the game. And sure, he, I, I can't speak to if he's always genuine with his emotions. But I like him. The idea of him wearing his heart on his sleeve. And mm. I quote that a lot uh, about my two friends Will and John, who are my quarterbacks. John Chadwell actually got married uh, a few weekends ago, and as he started walking down the aisle, I instinctively said. That's my quarterback, and it got a chuckle from my row. They appreciated it, you know. Heck yeah. It wasn't, wasn't, didn't say it too loud, but they was it was it. it a laugh of like, this man is crazy, and he's gonna do something crazier, or is it <laughs> no. like a, everyone in your row got that reference? No, it was like <laughs> they were all wearing masks, and I could see from their eyes that they were smiling and chuckling. So you know, it worked. All right. right. I, no, I love Terrell Owens. I have something to yeah. say that's let's stay on Terrell Owens. I've I've got something in the hopper. Um, okay. So no, I I I think Terrell Owens is hilarious. I think I'd lump him with like Chad Johnson slash yeah. Andrew Cinco. He's just yeah. like these guys that are like larger than life and don't yes. care, who mm-hmm. are like scoring touchdowns and pulling cell phones out of their like like pot or out of their socks. Yeah, and proposing like to cheerleaders tucked into their jerseys. Yeah, I uh, love it. Chad Johnson love, had that. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I just love how badly they piss off announcers as well. Yep. You know, like Old white dudes. <laughs> they'll just do something so harmless, and then these dudes up in the booth, like, "Oh my god, the beautiful game, a disgusting <laughs> act." <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Chad Johnson pulled out a future Hall of Fame jacket for one touchdown dance. Did he yeah. ever make it? Yeah, he did. I will. Wait, oh, okay. Chad Johnson. Yeah, no, he's I not. know T.O. did. T.O. has a great speech where he cries. I've watched that on YouTube when I need to get pumped <laughs> up. Terrell, I'll type in Terrell Owens Hall of Fame. Chad Johnson's speech. not in the Hall of Fame. That's what I figured. I was like, no. I don't think he's going to make it. He called a shot too early. Might have. Yeah. My favorite moment from a wide an NFL wide receiver when um, he, Randy Moss was getting flagged, being kind of harassed in a parking lot by somebody. And they were like, hey, Randy, how'd you pay for your... Uh, you're fine. And he looks at him. He just goes straight cash, homie. <laughs> so he just drops the mic so severely. <laughs> Dude, were you there the year that uh, Randy Mosk was at Great Wolf Lodge? I saw what? Randy Moss at Great Wolf Lodge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, was there. Uh, some guy from Columbus yelled like, hey, yo, Randy, or something at him. He was just swimming with like his kid and wife and <laughs> gave him a head thing. Yeah. Well, head nod. 
Yeah. You know. All right. Is it back guys. to me? I think. No. It's let back me to say you. my thing. I know we're okay. not gonna oh. make it make it very far. I just feel like there's this missed opportunity to do a to do a Halloween themed wedding right now. You're already wearing masks. Ooh. Do a ceremony. Uh, yes. Well, I yes, and I wow, I can't believe I didn't even think that because I've made that joke before. I have a friend who got married on Halloween, like, and Ooh. say, "What are you dressing up as?" <laughs> they got married on yeah. Halloween and didn't dress up. No, <laughs> that's literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, I mean, if it was you. <laughs> Dude, if you get married on Halloween, I feel like you're not allowed to leave in any car other than a hearse. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's got to be a hearse with tin cans tied to the back. Michael Marchese said that he he asked me if I would do a scaremony, and he said <laughs> all, the, all the groomsmen would carry my... So, set the scene. Like, I've already walked down the aisle. I'm standing at the altar alone with the with uh, the minister, and and then you just hear... Uh, slowly start to fade in the song Thunderstruck by ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Yeah, yeah, all, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Thunder. And then all, all, all my groomsmen are walking down with my wife in a casket, just bumping up and down. And then it goes, Thunder! And then they, like, then she, like, bursts out and she's dressed as a corpse bride. Yes. Dude, she would be great at that. You got to be dressed oh, as Jack Skellington, beautiful. though. Yeah. Oh, I would 100% be. Hey, guys, can I dig myself deeper and swing it back to 9-11 here real quick? <laughs> you might as well. While we're talking about holidays. You know how I, holidays. Like to, like, I like to pitch my bits to you guys. <laughs> what? Just hey, what are you guys doing for 9-11 this year? <laughs> no, no, that's my joke. That, that's what I was going to say. Oh. We just had it. That's my joke, and like I like to pitch my jokes to you guys and get through the rooms. But that's what I do. I'll say, like, you guys got got any big plans for 9/11 this weekend? That's not a good joke, bud. That's a bad joke. Uh, oh no! All right, write in if you want me to pull back. Uh, write in if you want me if I'm canceled. Write in if you say, "Hey, full steam ahead. We need more of this." Um, God. Oh my uh, God. Sorry if that is if I'm bad. If I'm a bad boy. No. No, uh, but I think it's like now we've passed the the statute of limitations is like gotta be. Uh, also, did nine eleven ruin no conspiracy theories? Ruin them? Like I was talking about doing a conspiracy theory episode on here, but like before nine eleven, like conspiracy theories were like I feel like more fun, and now they're like oh these actually have like negative ramifications, and you believe like some really effed up stuff. I feel I like ever know. since then all the conspiracies are like really hostile and political, and back in well, the day they weren't. That was probably always there, but back in the day we were like ten, so we didn't know like the political ramifications. You know, we were just like, "Oh, okay," you know, that's just kind of fun or kooky. But I don't know. Who can say? I don't know. Okay, because like crop circles, like that never hurt anybody. Yeah, but then there was like the JFK shooting. That was maybe the most political thing. Well, if you watch, if you watch Umbrella Academy season two, they paint a pretty clear picture of what happened there. Will yeah, no, I that I. I love that documentary. That second season yeah. of that documentary is really good. <laughs> Umbrella All right. Academy by Ken Burns. <laughs> All right. We're back to Alec, I think. Save us. Okay. Coming into that four spot, another really emotional one. Um, if you guys will remember the 2006 film Spider-Man 3. Yes. Uh, Sam Raimi. <laughs> so there's this really impactful scene where Peter's having a hard day. He goes up to his impart- apartment and uh, he's having trouble with the door. And uh, the landlord comes up. He's like, hey, Peter, when am I getting my rent? And Peter looks at him and says, you'll get your rent when you fix this damn door. And 
that's my number four man what? <laughs> I love this I'm googling Spider-Man 3 rent door oh my god it's such a great clip oh. <laughs> fix this damn door scene Spider- Spider-Man 3 it says 2007 Blu-ray oh damn it oh maybe that's when the Blu-ray came out oh, okay. what, yeah yeah. Oh, no, man. that would have been 2007 because I remember we were freshmen when that came out. Ah, piss. Uh, well, I think you're disqualified, Alec. I can no longer trust This poor guy, he's not harming. Oh, this is with the daughter who like gives him food or something. Yeah, yeah. and there's a little sexual tension between those two, I would say, Absolutely. which is a miracle given how Tobey <laughs> Maguire looks, acts, and feels. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm kind. Now that I think, look at him more. The swagger is kind of there's some, there's some pheromones there in that swagger down jail. pat, dude. Yeah, big time. Did you watch the clip? Yeah, I'm watching it right now. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I got to, I mean, I was thinking initially just sad, you know, but then I realized emotion takes all kinds of forms, including yeah. emotional rage, which yeah. Toby Maguire captures here. You guys seem to grasp on to sadness immediately, <laughs> faster than me. Um, but I guess I did highlight sadness with T.O., but he's got it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this scene is great. Everybody should go watch this scene. Oh, I love it's the just specificity. Like the epitome of early 2000s superhero kind of melodrama. Yeah. You know, I, I was talking with somebody, like all the music from like the early 2000s was really melodramatic. You know, you had bands like Evanescence and things like that. Yeah. All the Wait, songs were just up. so serious. And nowadays everything's really ironic. So I sometimes I miss that Can't melodrama. But... Save me. I was doing the guy part from that. Yeah. Whenever that plays in the car, I always ask my passengers, like, do you want the guy or the girl part? I like the guy part, the little echoes. <laughs> the guy uh, parts, you have a little more fun. Yeah. It's a little more fun. Yeah. That's a good pick, dude. I think to- Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, he's got a lot of good emotions in that whole trilogy. Big he time. Does, he does the best finger guns. <laughs> dude, okay. And this is the worst one in that trilogy, but yeah. But when he's holding Will- Willem Dafoe, not William. That's another bad word I'm at saying uh, that you guys corrected me on this podcast. It's Willem Dafoe. Willem Bega. And it's Willem not Don- It's not Donald Gleason. It's like Domnal. Donald. Dom- Donald Gleason. Yeah. Oh, oh, how come about time is not on my list? I don't know. All right. Well, on to Will. Uh, uh, well, never mind. <laughs> just trying to think of how you'd fit a, about time on this list. Me, right. me looking in a mirror, watching myself watch about time. <laughs> that should be on this list. <laughs> yeah, guys, I've got this selfie of myself. And I can just like, I'm really just putting down a Bye. lot of raw energy here. This is my number four. <laughs> All right, my number four is men who love sports too much. Mm. Oh. Uh. Um, it's gonna be a yikes. Yes. So it's and I I sometimes fall into this category, and I had actually a really big realization this year that uh watching Cincinnati Reds games was uh affecting my mental stability. Mm. Like I was getting so mad. And this is like Ooh, this is a real playoffs. thing. It's funny. It is funny, but like at the same time, I was like, I don't like who I am when I'm right. this I like invested. You. I love like, you. I, yep. I've got a good for I've got some good friends who love the Tennessee volunteers, and they mm-hmm. turn into monsters during those games oh yeah um and so i think it's i think it's funny i think like i think it can be beautiful too like i've had some really beautiful sports moments with my dad Mm -hmm. like going to games that were incredible and like looking back on them so i think Mm -hmm. it that men who love sports too much it is it runs a whole gamut where you've got 
like success and you've got like grown men crying over championships but then you've got like dudes who fight in bars mm. over 18 year old like football players yep yep um yeah i yeah. It, so, what you just said there that last bit like that is that encapsulates my <laughs> issue with this which everybody to each their own i'm super competitive and i love watching sports i do watch probably more esports now like i'm all about that and i love getting invested and cheering but i just cannot compute and understand how it can like ruin somebody's week like i think of some of mm-hmm. the people i went to college with or i think of my brother and how what you said will boys playing with a ball will actually <laughs> make them so angry or or ruin their week or upset their like this whole weekend shot like i just it just doesn't compute with me um but yeah so it is an enigma it's fascinating me but i don't like it uh, when it, i didn't like it when it came off your tongue on your list dude yeah, i can definitely I was. Let me just say this, and then I want to hear what you have to say, Alec. It's not that this isn't on my list because it's like my favorite, but I just like I think sports bring out more emotion in men hmm, than a lot mm-hmm. of things, so which is why it's on my list. What are you gonna say, Alec? Yeah, so I can definitely raise my hand as a man who shows way too much emotion during sporting events. <laughs> like I literally can't. I will not watch the Bengals. I will not watch the Bearcats because I just do not have fun while it's happening. Like the only circumstances under which I have fun watching those teams is if it's an absolute blowout and there's no possible chance they could lose. Otherwise I'm on edge. I'm angry. And I think this is epitomized by the freaking uh, 2016 Bengals playoff game against the Steelers. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh, dude. At the fourth like, quarter when they, Oh, yeah. like literally like I cheered and went crazy and hugged people when a man, Ben Roethlisberger, got injured. Like, he got <laughs> injured, and I it was like Christmas morning to me. I was like, yes! You know? <laughs> but so then bad. they lost catastrophically, and it was like I had a younger brother who died, you know? Um, but, but yeah, yeah sports you, are an did interesting Did you watch bird. that game at Marquegis? I did, yeah. So, yeah. I, if, I don't, you don't remember this. There's no way you do, but I left that party. Oh, yeah? Because I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I mentally couldn't be there. So I went and okay. I went home and watched it at home by myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I was getting so mad. And I will say oh. this. This is a funny story, <laughs> which paints me in a bad light. But I, I'm definitely a guy who's gotten way too into things before. Uh, that one was really bad. But I was in Nashville, which is where I live. And I was at a bar with a new friend like a dude and we're friends today we hang out every other week a guy i work with and we're at a bar beneath his apartment oh wow watching the Bengals steelers game in like 2018 uh i'd hung out with him once before this and uh we're at the bar the Bengals go down and drive and there's a minute and a half left and we score and take the lead yeah, and the whole game, there's this woman across across the bar, just chirping, just chirping, 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 <laughs> chirping, and she's wearing a Roethlisberger jersey, oh, and nice. and like of course, like my buddy's like, this is awesome, like I'll buy us a round of shots. So he bought us shots. I did the shot, and then of course Ben Roethlisberger drives down the field. They kick a field goal and win, and this woman just like sticks a knife in and twists it and just starts yelling Literally? at me across the bar. No, uh-huh. figuratively. She starts That'd yelling at me across the bar. And after like a minute and a half, two minutes of us like jawing back and forth, I I stand up out of my chair and I just start screaming. And I just start screaming foul things. Not like oh, a, about her, 
I might have called mm-hmm. her like an idiot and dropped some like uh, strong language. Some, some eye bombs. Start... What? Some eye bombs. Tell me what an eye bomb is. <laughs> the the word idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang, okay. I'm gonna pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> so then I just start screaming about how Ben Roethlisberger is a rapist, yeah. and <laughs> in this bar full of people, and how he's had like three settlements outside of court with underage girls. And I'm just like screaming across the bar, and finally got asked to leave by the bartender. <laughs> okay, that's kind of. I mean oh. that's something that's something you gotta get on your bucket list. Get asked to leave the bar. Um, no, that was the no. and then literally two not, weeks before that, I got kicked out of a bar on Broadway. Okay, uh, now we need to talk more. About, for, we need to because unpack this my after friends, the episode. my friends snuck and my new friends at work snuck in airplane bottles of alcohol oh, into no. this bar and we cracked them and immediately got kicked out. <laughs> what kind of what kind of Nashville crew are you rolling with, Will? Dude, my Nashville I, crew's we roll deep. <laughs> I got escorted out of a Hofper house when I was 19 when I wasn't drinking because during the beer song when they asked everybody to jump I jumped over the table and then they said I I couldn't do that um, I'm sorry man dude it's okay oh uh, my most shameful sports moment you guys were actually both present for if you might remember we were playing pickup football oh, in the no. <laughs> front yard <laughs> oh wow I'm still so freaking embarrassed by this man. So. I was hoping you remember this. I'm actually sad. It's a bummer. You don't need to. Dude, so for those of you who weren't there, which is everyone, uh, <laughs> basically we're just playing pickup football, like literally the most casual thing you could imagine. <laughs> and my team started getting my our asses kicked. And I just got to the point where I decided to push Mike because I thought that would be a good decision. Yeah, uh, I was giving it to you. Well, I mean, but I thought, maybe, I thought but we were, I thought we were joking and having fun. Well, that, exactly, that's the thing. You were joking, but to <laughs> me, it was literally like I was, I don't know, Chad Johnson or something. <laughs> 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 I was playing for a contract, basically. <laughs> Scouts there. <laughs> no, but yeah, I remember it was just such a such a turn in my head because again, like as you and Will, as Will just describing him shouting things about Ben Roethlisberger at a bar, it doesn't really. I struggle to reconcile that like thought process and like that <laughs> ending up there. And so we're playing football and I'm just like having the time of my life. Like, and I'm like, Alec and I are just like joking. I'm and we're shoving each other in line. Like, yeah. Sports. Like I literally, I yell the word sports or I yell football while I play football. And then he just like shoves me hard back. And I see that his eyes are no longer like either. He's a really good actor. Cause I know he's a theater kid or he's just actually upset. And he was actually upset. And then yeah. I remember you texting me the next day and apologizing. Oh, uh, word. I was like it's cool. Yeah, past Alec, he's all right. No, <laughs> I am like, a good guy. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I was the so hero. All, after all is forgiven. <laughs> but I, I love sports. Like I would rather have the guy who takes it like too serious to the point where he's a douchebag, than the guy who doesn't try at all and just goofs off and like makes a joke and ruins the game. But yeah. I, I, I would you know myself. I love being competitive and taking it seriously. But at the end of the day, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. That's a that's a good pick, Will. Thank you. <laughs> it's just one that baffles me from time to time, and we we are gonna have a little therapy session and break down your bar life with these new friends <laughs> after the podcast. This was two years ago. I don't. You're late to the game, buddy. <laughs> oh my bad. Well, I'll start asking you. Been to any bars lately? 
<laughs> yell at any women about Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> what if I Does say it? yes? What is? I don't know. I already don't like this therapy session. <laughs> okay. Although to back say, up, I feel like every Bengals trump card in the bevy of times they lose to the Steelers is Ben Roethlisberger rapist. We win. <laughs> you know? hey, let's not bring Donald Trump into this. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh my gosh. Is it my turn already? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who did I put it fourth? Oh, wow. Okay. I guess they're all good, but this could be higher. My number four is The Fellowship of the Ring. So I love the Lord of the Rings movies. Do you have anything specific there? Yes. We're going to. Okay. So I remember just like even from a young age when I saw these, just like it was such a different picture of a group of men and a group of war or at war, like for the time, especially compared to all the other dumb action-y blockbuster type movies that I, I would see uh, just like how intimate and tender a lot of these relationships are. There's so many words of affirmation, so many hugs, so many kisses of the forehead uh, and just like tears crying, people being vulnerable with one another, Aragorn kissing Boromir when he dies, like all the hobbits, like, you know, bouncing around on a bed, embracing uh, it's just so much love. And as somebody who's always been more of like the touchy feely, like that's my natural response. Like, uh, I probably like kissed you, Will, when I came down to Nashville a few weeks ago and saw you. Like that's just my speed. And for so long, it's been kind of sometimes it's laughed at or written off as like I don't know some weird type of like gay humor or something. And but just like I I love the like you know no holds barred like I I love you I feel this thing I'm gonna hug you and kiss you. Yeah, consent is a thing. You know I I don't have the right <laughs> to kiss every man in my life, but. Uh, it was cool to see that on the screen and that definitely has always stuck with me and I you know loved the chopping up goblins and whatnot as a kid but I was also like I like that they hug afterward mm. yeah 100% I, yeah, there's definitely going to be some LOTR on my list coming up but but yeah I think the word fellowship kind of sums it up nicely you know just the idea of fellowship amongst dudes because I think so often men are just portrayed as combative like even if they're on the same team it's like this almost begrudging partnership type thing yeah. um but with the fellowship like it's it's so optimistic <laughs> you know it's not gritty but it's also not like i don't know naive like there's evil in yeah. the world there's darkness but it's not this sort of grim dark nihilistic um fantasy world or something like that it's highly optimistic and highly loving which is super it's cool. just beautiful like yeah like sam and frodo at the end like Aragorn yeah. and boromir those are the ones that the shouts for me and also i know this like so close to this emotion with me which didn't make my list like is like a just a shout out is uh the cast of sons of anarchy because Ooh. same exact vibe just like a different decade it is like the most foul worst people like show <laughs> about all this crime and it is the most hugs in any show ever and they are just like the biggest like embrace they they like love each other so physically in a way that like i don't know it's i seem different from the norm for dudes mm-hmm. so, i love those shows so i think that it's really interesting like my thought process right now did did you guys see mid 90s that Jonah Hill movie yeah, no. uh, it's skateboard. Alec, I, it's very surprising you have not seen the nineties. Yeah, I'm mean, a skateboarder. I was kind of burnt I mean, out on slice of life movies a little bit, but yeah, uh, it's so basically my point is this though: if anyone out there has seen the movie, is what they portray in the movie is this really um, this microchasm 
of like culture of young men who grew up in a certain era and i think really for a long time that weren't allowed to care about anything mm-hmm. and i think we caught the tail end of that growing up around that time where it was not cool to like anything if you cared too much about anything or anyone you were a loser yeah. um and were called out yeah. and you weren't about to be passionate about your friends and i think that that was kind of the point that I was hearing you say, Mike, is like, yeah, exactly. I think that that's the, and I, my biggest takeaway from this whole like podcast, um, not like as a whole, but like this specific one would be that, I don't know. I, I grew up in a house where there wasn't that much emotion between my dad and I, um, and there has been since, and I will say our relationship's a lot better, but there, I didn't grow that's up awesome. with a lot of like men who cared or not cared, but men who cried, men who hugged, things like that. And um, I was definitely a a product of that generation who it took me up until a few years ago to really like break those barriers and like hug my friends like deep and intimately. And I, I don't know, I think there's an intimacy and friendship that is one in Lord of the Rings and two is in our friend group too. I love like, are, even though we're scattered, but like mm-hmm. I, I do love how much love is in our friend group and um, how deeply we care and how deeply we love and we goof on each other a lot. But there's there's lots of hugs and kisses and yeah. Care. I wish I could hug you both yeah. right now. You're you're tearing me apart now, being over the internet. Mm. I will say this though yeah. is that uh, Michael does not believe in consent. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, he was in Actually, Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this comes out in the Nashville. episode we already in the music movies episode, which I'll post eventually. I feel like yeah. you already okay. condemned me for this. I don't yeah. need to be he put on trial twice. He kept well, slapping, <laughs> but like, it, uh, it's just yeah. uh, I'm sorry, and, and it's like, instinctual. I, what sort it's of funny slapping? The, no, like it's like his. Slap, he presents no, 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 his thigh. No, 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 his thigh is next to me, and I love him, so I get excited and I grab it and like it's not supposed to be just a slap it's supposed to be like i love you hard i love this thigh he 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 winds up and he slaps my inner thigh oh no And after a weekend of telling him i don't like that i try i forget he did it again (laughs) i'm sorry i asked i asked you (laughs) well one time i asked him (laughs) and he said no (laughs) and i said please and he said no again but you're supposed to say yes at that point so i just (laughs) did Oh my gosh, Mike! <laughs> they, they could make a video about that interaction. <laughs> oh my gosh! Use it in schools. <laughs> I'm just trying to raise awareness for why we should vote Donald Trump out of office. He's a terrible person, like me, and he uh, touches things that he doesn't have the right he to touch. touch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go, Alec. Number gosh. three. Wait, but oh, oh, wait. Just, wait, just that mid '90s. It's so sad when the kid that says is. "thank you." And then his friend says, like, don't say thank you. What the hell? Like, you're gay. Like, and like, that's just so heartbreaking that you can't even say thank you for like a gift or something. And that is, yeah, the antithesis of like what I see in Lord of the Rings. Like some of them have thick skin, but I feel like they're like, they get pretty vulnerable and honest and like Mm -hmm. apologetic and, you know, they make their little quips at each other. But I I love the, the intimacy there and the love. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so coming in at number three for me is Eduardo Saverin in the film The Social Network, 2010. The specifics... Oh, yeah. I was wondering yeah. why you have that poster behind you. You oh, don't make yeah, a few friends. Check it out. a bunch of friends without making a few enemies. Oh, plug. I thought that was specific. That wasn't here last time. 
No, no, no. I just, I, I'm meaning to hang it up somewhere and I just set it there for the moment. Also, it's, it's on the music stand in front of his keyboard. So I like to think that he just starts playing the keyboard and sings the lyrics on that poster. <laughs> you don't get to a billion friends without making a few enemies. Something like it's that. It's going to go triple platinum. Just you wait. Okay. Uh, sorry, please paint the picture because I I'm, I'm, don't know who Eduardo, I'm, I'm, but I'm sure I'll know the scene when you okay. say Okay, so it. the scene is, throughout the whole film, we've kind of seen this tension between Eduardo and Mark Zuckerberg where Mark is, is continually taking the company in directions that Eduardo doesn't really see eye to eye on and Mark continually makes decisions without Eduardo's consent, if you will. Mm, and shit. it all culminates when Mark manages to dilute Eduardo's shares down to like 0.003%, effectively like screwing him out of the company. And so Eduardo all this time has been pretty chill, you know, kept his cool, stayed optimistic, and he just like breaks at this point. He like mm. runs over to Mark, who's like all dialed in, he's got headphones on, he's coding, and he grabs Mark's laptop, slams it, and he tells him, you better lawyer up, asshole, because I'm not coming back for 30%, I'm coming back for everything. And then he acts like he's gonna punch Justin Timberlake in the face, and Ooh, Justin Timberlake greasy. gets afraid, and then yeah. he walks out like a straight up pimp. And super satisfying. So definitely that one's more so in the anger, but maybe a righteous anger, which I don't think is, you know, oh, yeah. necessarily totally a bad thing. So, so yeah, that one, that scene when I saw it, it was just like this whole film, you've got Zuckerberg just being a douchebag and just to see him get a little bit of blowback was really satisfying. Would probably be even more satisfying to go back and watch now, given all the recent news about Zuckerberg in the last couple of years. But yeah. Also, the second Spider-Man to make an appearance on your list. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's uh? Are what's you gonna his do name? To- Tom Holland in <laughs> The Impossible? No, dude. Tom Holland in Locke. Uh, what's the name uh, of this actor though? Who plays uh, him? Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Yeah, big yeah, hair, big yeah. Spider-Man, big anger at Mark Zuckerberg. Yes, big time. That's Love just that such team. a fascinating relationship. I feel like I you could go the same way with Mark Zuckerberg and his complete like void of emotion in being a robot in this. They're both so interesting. I know. Yeah. Seriously though. But I don't think yeah, I that's... could ever start a company with a friend. Oh, because no way. That. Yeah. Yeah. There's too mm-hmm. much emotion. There's too unless it's like unless I win the lottery and I don't care about if I'm trying to make a livelihood out of it. Well, Seriously. I've got bad news because if you go to the List Wars merch store, I've, I've registered this is List Wars LLC. It's <laughs> not my main source of income. Will is a part of this business. Um, cut you in for 2% Perfect. of every Thank t-shirt you. show sold <laughs> that says, uh, it's got it's picture of you and it, there's a word bubble and it says Ben Roethlisberger was a rapist. <laughs> and that's our first shirt. And on the back it says, Emma Watson's just all right. <laughs> oh my gosh! But so much Mike, more I'm not that. coming back for two percent of the shirt sales. I'm coming back for everything. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You've got the other ninety-eight. I'm just a like I'm just part of the audience here, just to, to root for you guys. Rock and roll. Yeah. I'm a volunteer. Go Vols. Go Vols. <laughs> yeah. Second mention of the volunteers. Also, second mention of Justin Timberlake on the episode. He was in that song with Adam Driver. Yeah. Hell yeah. I wonder if we'll get paid for this. Space. <laughs> By Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Dude, I hope so. I've been trying to subtly, subtly work some name drops into this because I know he listens, and if he like hears his name enough, he'll be like, oh, I should 
support this crew. Make an appearance, you know. Yeah. So, Justin Timberlake, if you support us at the $1 million tier on Patreon, we will <laughs> uh, give you a shirt. We'll give you a shout-out in the credits. And a shout-out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll shout you out either way. We'll just assume. We'll shout-out in advance and thank you, and we'll just look for the check in the mail. <laughs> All right, my my next one, my number three, is Jake Gyllenhaal acting. Ooh, oh, just, he's the best actor, be, isn't being he? Being an actor, yeah. okay. freaking so, Nightcrawler. No, 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 no. Prisoner. I, got a list. I have a list. Will you stop reading my list? Donnie list Darko. The list. No, he has no Turtle emotion. Wex, Donnie Darko, which is so, good, night, which is good at showing night, him emotion. No, night. Cr- no, that's not true. Nightcrawler, what? Nocturnal. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys seen Nocturnal Ooh, Animals? So good. I just downloaded it. I it got recommended to me. I haven't seen it. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, South Jarhead. Paul, October. Michael, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> October Sky. Spider Man Far From Home. End of Watch. Yeah. So good. Homer Hickam, man. Seriously. I still have to watch Hickam. End of Watch. We talked about that. End Dude, of Watch is so I, good. I don't know oh, if dude, there's Heath ever been. Be on here. Oh, I was gonna say I don't know if there's ever been a scene where I more just wanted to end my own life than that scene in Nocturnal Animals when they're driving in West Texas on the highway and they get accosted by that car. It's just the most nightmare-inducing shit I've ever seen. So basically, for those of you who haven't seen the film, it's Jake Gyllenhaal and his family. They're moving out west and they're driving in deserted West Texas, just no um, civilization in sight. And this car rolls up on them of these just dudes who look dangerous and they're just harassing them, trying to run them off the road. And I won't give anything away, but it's horrifying. So, but check also the film out. You, you find out really quickly that it's a story within a story. Yeah. Which is, we're we still talking about nocturnal animals. Spin. Yeah. We are. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's, it's incredible. I'm going to watch it soon. I ripped off my headphones. But Alex seemed oh, no, really passionate when he was talking. It's Ugh. so emotional. Yeah. Michael Shannon, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Michael Shannon's yeah. in that one too. ATJ, yeah, yeah. Michael. Shannon's we talked about him in, in the A twenty four stuff. So I, I don't know. Uh, but going in, taking out of the movies, I think like uh, there's a lot of actors on this list because I think that's what this group is hit with a lot. Watching a lot of movies like we do. Yeah, baby. Uh, but I yeah, think baby. like in all of those, you've got everything from South Paul, which I think is actually a great boxing movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the best, and he's just so raw and emotional in that. October Sky, he's young. Mm, he's having uh, fights with his dad, who's played by Chris Cooper. Incredible. Mm-hmm. End of Watch is severely underwatched movie. Mm-hmm. It is found footage with Michael Pena. It is so good. Um, I want to watch it. Uh, LAPD officers. Um, Brokeback Mountain. I talked about a few weeks ago. Like, yeah. I, I just watched that for the first time. Mm-hmm. I'm so he's, mad at myself for waiting so long. He's mm-hmm. so good in that, dude. Seriously. Uh, and he's not in this scene, but that scene where Heath Ledger goes to his shirts. Ugh. And uh, like, he should be on the Yeah, I know. Ugh. So good. My goodness. Yeah, that scene will fuck you up. Prisoners. Prison, oh, Prisoners is oh, yeah. hard to watch. That might be on the list of like loved it but can't watch it again. Yeah, big time. Big freaking time, dude. Dude, uh, Zodiac, man, getting real yeah. emotional about those puzzles. He's <laughs> getting so emotional. In the yeah. library. Uh, day After yeah. Tomorrow, you know. Him oh, and D. Quaid <laughs> and Emmy Rossum <laughs> just snuggling Emmy up. Emmy Rossum. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's who that is. Yeah. Dude. That's such a great pick, Will. 
I think time. Jake Gyllenhaal, he's just like, I feel like nobody thinks he's the best actor, but he's the best actor, right? He slept on a little bit, yeah. He, he doesn't is. get yeah. much award recognition, you know. I feel like he was severely snubbed for Nightcrawler. Yep. He was so Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler is my favorite of his. Dude, Will, your old Facebook profile picture used to be Donnie Darko. It did. I love Donnie Darko. Yeah, dude. That's how you know. You were cool in high school. Honestly, that Patrick Swayze scene where he, where he calls him the fucking Antichrist is maybe <laughs> one of my favorite scenes in cinema history. That's a good scene. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. That's a good movie. All right. All right. Mike, what's your number three? So, following soon, my number three is Timothy Chalamet. Ooh. Uh, you know, he's a hot one for this crew, for this, for this podcast. I feel like he gets a... A lot of mileage. Yeah, if that's the word. Friend of the show. Uh, friend of the show, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> uh, we love him for Little Women. I love him Little Women. Like just that, you know, scene on the hill, and like the mm. the scenes when he's being a punk with Amy, and just him dancing around. Yeah. Um, anything. Any, I'm a sucker for hopeless romanticism in movies, and um, I think he takes you there on that scene where he is just at a loss for life, trying to throw it all, all out on front street for Joe March and hope that she responds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also I think of uh, call me by your name, which yeah. we talked about briefly once like that movie. I, I just was on the Chalamet kick post like little women and whatever. And uh, I didn't know what it was about and just like got totally lost in it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I said like, you know, it's a little steamy for what I would pick <laughs> normally, but like, <laughs> I, I feel like I have had a summer love affair with Army <laughs> Hammer uh, and like him crying through the credits would oh. probably be the like encapsulated emotional moment that's just so beautiful as yeah. Sufjan Stevens is playing uh, and then tip of the cap to like he's still great in the scene but that, that couch scene at the end is what makes the movie with the dad and giving that monologue about mm-hmm. like we we just close off so much of ourselves. Like by, by the time we're 30, we go bankrupt because we've lost so much of ourselves trying to impress other people. It's just so mm. beautiful. Uh, that movie's real good. Uh, beautiful boy. Another, another good one. Like, um, yeah. Timmy, Timmy Chalamet. Who's who I thought of when I thought of dude showing emotion. In yeah. movies. Hey, there's nothing I can really add to that. I feel like you, cr- you know, hit all the big Timmy C emotion drops, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. I will echo the, the closing credits of call me by your name. It's just like, what the hell? Like, how can a person even do that? You know? Yeah. Like in, obviously people cry every day about sad stuff, but like, just to be able to like do that as a performance is insane, you know? Yeah. And it's right after the dad speech where he said like, you may like wish that this pain was gone and like, just want to like snuff it out and like destroy that piece of yourself. And like, you know, have a like a certain like remove I picture like you know the idea of just like removing that part of your body that feels these emotions but he's like uh but don't you know like feel the pain and and uh know that the joy that brought it and it's just it's such a beautiful movie yeah yeah Michael Stolbarg is great in that as well oh is that the dad yeah thanks for having my back what I've never what's what is he in something else I would know he's been in some stuff he was in Steve Jobs he hasn't had any like well he was the lead in a movie called a serious man was it I think it was a serious man it was a Coen Brothers Mm -hmm. film Uh, yeah I think he was the lead in that oh speaking of the Coen Brothers I was talking with Will Uh, have you heard of the Russo Bros pizza film school Alec Mm -mm. (laughs) 
because <laughs> I told this. <laughs> no, well, it's just it's the Russo Bros get like actors like Mark Hamill, Hamill and Breakdown Empire Strikes Back or um, oh word, what's his name from No Country for Josh Brolin and Breakdown No Country for Old Men. Like they're two the directors of the most famous or most successful movie of all time get actors and talk about these really famous movies and it's on a YouTube channel and they have like ten thousand subscribers. It's Dang. wild. That is wild. Yeah. But I I heard it recommended on a different podcast and I checked it out and I've been really enjoying it. Heck yeah. Will Will, do you still like Timothy Chalamet? I've never really liked Timothy Chalamet. Interesting. Mm. I don't think he's a bad actor. I I really do like as you guys talk about his movies. I'm like, yeah, those are actually incredible movies. I really like them. Mm-hmm. I think he's starting to get slightly typecast. I I know he's coming out with Dune, which Dude. will be interesting. Yeah, uh, which just got pushed back this week. Yeah, yeah. now I think I got to read the books. I got time. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so I don't know. I, I think that he's growing as an actor, but I also think that he's just a, like a moody emo boy. Uh, yeah, and that's and there's nothing wrong with that. I just I have very similar feelings about Jennifer Lawrence. Mm. Where I'm like, you're kind of you're you've got one level, yeah, uh, and and his level's incredible, right? Like right. he can do incredible performances, but I'm really yeah. curious to see if he can do anything else. It's like Jennifer Lawrence basically plays her character in Silver Linings Playbook in every movie. Yeah, Dude, I love Silver Linings Playbook. Go Eagles, baby! Yeah. Go Eagles! <laughs> Go Birds! Yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, I think I I want to see if he can do something else. Sure. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. I think about like Leonardo DiCaprio in a film like The Wolf of Wall Street. You know, mm-hmm. like so many of Leonardo DiCaprio's roles are pretty kind of the same, like really emotional. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. But then he comes out with Wolf of Wall Street, which is almost a comedy. You know, and yep. he's himself, but like this totally different sort of like heinous version of himself, which was just super fresh to see and i thought he crushed in that so it'd be or interesting a, like to see. adam adam sandler it's the same thing on the opposite uh, yeah yeah right him doing uncut of... gems it's like mm-hmm. or punch drunk love yeah yeah no doubt yeah it'll be interesting so we'll to see. see jury's out in the old mckenzie house on, on <laughs> okay okay but yeah funny we got timothy hall and chalamet and call me by your name and broke back like back to back yeah but but uh, all right, Adam or Alec, you got a actor Adam. for your number two. Hey, Adam. Alec Driver. <laughs> Ad- Alec Driver. <laughs> I, I did just look at Adam Driver. That's why I said Adam. Uh, okay, so my number two is Samwise Gamgee. Oh heck yeah, yeah. my Sam. <laughs> Specifically, the moment the ring has been destroyed, Mount Doom is exploding. They've escaped Mount Doom and they're sitting on that boulder surrounded by lava thinking Mm. they're going to die at any moment. And Sam starts talking about Rosie Cotton. And he says, if Uh. I ever would have married someone, it'd have been her. (laughs) (laughs) And your heart just shatters into a thousand pieces. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Like that moment there is just so beautiful. And then when he goes on to give that monologue to Frodo after that is just like quintessential Sam. It's like him rolled up into one single moment and it just he could be my favorite character in all of fiction dude because he's, he's in my just top 10. 
oh, he's just such a dude. Like so optimistic, so loyal, so loving. There's like nothing. Loves about- potatoes. Loves fucking potato. potatoes. Boil them, mash them, put them in a stew. Put <laughs> them in a stew. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like I could gush about Sam Gamgee for for hours, but but I'll leave yeah. it at that. I won't. I won't that top- ending moment. I I I've used the gif of like. Uh, it's it's over like when they're on that rock like I've done that at the end of like projects at work uh, <laughs> multiple times but I love my best friend is named Sam and I I call him like my Sam with the same adoration <laughs> I'm trying to channel the same adoration that Frodo has uh, when I'm my just Sam. really proud or happy or fond of him yeah and I feel like you know there's been stages of life where he's been the unsung hero that's carried me through it and been there for me like Sam mm-hmm. is just this constant you know just secure rock for Frodo throughout. He, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I, my favorite story to tell about my lovely mother is I was, I was in college and I was at my parents' house for the weekend doing something. And I was like flipping through like TNT and they were playing, uh, nice. they were playing return of the King mm. and I'm, and I catch the last like 45 minutes of it. And my mom is like in and like doing some stuff around the house and she hasn't watched, looked at the screen once. And I'm like sitting in this chair watching it. It's the like goodbye scene where they're leaving uh, Middle Earth. Yeah. My mom watches, literally comes in, stands behind me, watches the scene of Sam saying goodbye to Frodo. My mom has no idea what Lord of the Rings is, has never even, doesn't even understand what's going on. And I turn around and she's sobbing. Really? Absolutely. She's, she's watched, never... literally watched like 45 seconds of this movie. <laughs> yeah, and she beautiful. is sobbing. And I'm oh, like, dude. I'm like why are you crying right now? She's like, I can just tell it's sad. <laughs> dude. Hey, Samwise takes oh, you there. Seriously. Shout out to Sean Good. Aston. You Shout know. out to the, you know. And and just the whole fellowship. I'm glad we're meeting here. But yeah. Sam Sam is a highlight from my earlier pick. Absolutely. Hell yeah, big time. All Ugh. right, so I'll I'll go into my number two. Um, I'm watching the end of Return of the King right now. I'm gonna start crying like Susan. Okay, I guess I'll wait till you're done. <laughs> yeah. No, well, it's the extended edition, so it'll be like a while. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. Keep All right. Going. So my number two is dad's watching field of dreams (laughs) (laughs) this is kind of like the sports one (laughs) yeah (laughs) so there's there's something there and this might be from my own experiences and listeners tell me if i'm wrong but i mean i don't read the emails mike does so tell mike if i'm wrong there's something about that movie that makes grown men just like break down it's not like a it's not the movie. It's not Kevin Costner in that. He's not very emotional in that movie. Uh, it's about the men who watch it. It is, <laughs> it is something about that movie, specifically the ending, where he plays catch with his dad like he was never oh. able to, oh. um, his ghost dad. And there's something oh. about that scene that just, like, crushes grown men. Um, yeah. And men who don't cry at anything, men who have, like kept their emotions inside like telling their son they love them like on their birthday like just something about that movie just turns on the waterworks it's not a mm. lot of tears it's like two tears a stray a bandit tear if yep. you will yeah. 
and oh. and just like and then just silence that that's one of those movies that ends if you watch it with like a dude who is born between the years of 1950 and 19 like 70 a, a man in that time range the movie ends and it's just silent because <laughs> he can't talk <laughs> or they'll say something like very nonchalant like great movie <clears throat> great movie <laughs> throat clear uh, the credits yeah. will play all the way through on that film is the you just the impression you just sit in I'm silence. <laughs> so that's hey, that my that's it's definitely personal experience but I, I do think that that is kind of universal for mm. the u.s Hell yeah. That's basically about time. That's basically what I said about about time and yeah, me yeah, yeah. and the mirror. That's that's <laughs> the same thing. The ping pong game. It's the same thing. I know. <laughs> it is. It does to men what sleepless in Seattle may perhaps does to women of that era. Mm-hmm. You know, Tom yeah. Hanks, Meg Ryan, Empire State mm-hmm. Building. I've still never seen it, but I know all the quotes. I can't remember which any one. Qu- uh, yeah. Isn't that the uh oh god <laughs> the famous it's got the famous quote <laughs> which one uh, <laughs> Give me a second it'll come to me You're not going to say you have me at hello are you Cuz no, that's, that's Jerry Maguire you, uh, Oh Jerry that's yeah it's uh there's a famous quote from Sleepless in Seattle I feel like you're right but I can't think of it either I just know cuz I asked it in a quiz on the terrible rom-com episode that nobody should listen to uh, but it'll come to me yeah, during yeah. this episode. I'm not going to Google it. It's going to come to me. I'm going to shout it at some point during one of your turns. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I got. I will say, if you've never seen Field of Dreams, it's actually a great movie. I love that movie. I can check that I out. I could go for a rewatch. What's better, though, that or Angels in the Outfield? Not. It's not even close. <laughs> like, Angels in the Outfield is that much better? <laughs> the age-old debate, Field of Dreams or Angels yeah. in the Outfield. <laughs> no, it's so good. James Earl Jones is in it. Uh, I mean, great. if you want to talk cast, man. you're not going to beat Angels in the Outfield. Are you, jo- like, at the time? Joseph Gordon-Levitt, talking- Tony Danza. <laughs> Tony Danza's a nobody. <laughs> I'll say it. Uh, uh, <laughs> He's the least relevant actor in America. But here, help me out. You know all the good ones, though. It's Matthew List McConaughey, up- Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. Oh, sh- yeah. We can't go into Matthew McConaughey again, because that episode still got to be posted, but... I will. I will Magic, say this. Magic Mike, his best role. Th- there is no one bigger. I my my two cents. There's no one bigger than Kevin Costner in the mid '90s. Mm, Twister. That dude dances what? with wolves. He was Twister. in Twister, right? Yeah, he was totally no. in Twister. Let's move no, past he, it. No, he pl- uh, he played a lot. He played a lot of Twister. <laughs> he was a tornado. He was, no, he was really into like playing the game. He was a great. He like left hand green was his signature. That's obviously what I meant, Will. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is in Twister? Bill Paxton? Yeah. Damn no. it. <laughs> yeah, that was Bill Paxton. Ugh. Dude, Bill Paxton in uh, Aliens, though. Probably his best role. Oh, Aliens. That's, that's Terminator that's, 1. Spooktober. Yeah. I could watch Aliens oh, during October. Dude. I just started getting into Alien. It's so good. I love it. Dude, I just started getting into, like, into Aliens, like, just as a culture. <laughs> History channel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. History channel. I'm picturing, like, the early 2000s, like, green aliens who give, like, the peace sign. You know? Oh, yeah, like the blow-up inflatable <laughs> yeah. green alien that you'd get at the The, the, the movie festival. Evolution. Oh, yeah. Oh, Did you With get David this big, like, you get those big alien water bottles at, like, King's Island, <laughs> you know? <I> can't. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, what an era for aliens. 
You we know. could do top five aliens. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who who yeah. plays? Oh, this is gonna kill me. Uh, who who plays the in guy in Men in Black, Black with the sugar? Oh, uh, D'Onofrio. 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 Yeah. I knew a thing. I knew a thing that Will didn't know. That was good. I was gonna say Timothy Oliphant, but that's not right. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, I was gonna say Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, you didn't think he had range, but he was actually. <laughs> that was him. More sugar. sugar. More range than you could recognize. Yeah. Oh, and the wife too. They both deserve Oscars for that scene. Post posthumous. Uh, yeah. Wait, are they both dead? No. Oh. Just, oh, but they, they pre. We gotta no, hold off. I'm saying when okay. they die. When they oh, die. just when they die. Gotcha. Uh, All right, Mike. What's your number pre, two? Is pre hostimus Okay, my number two <laughs> is pre uh, hostimus <laughs> Is that? Thing? <laughs> uh, yeah, he got a pre hostimus Oscar. <laughs> so you mean he just got an Oscar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> So, do you tell you guys know this? The uh, I just want to thank you all for all that you do with your bodies. <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it! Yes, <laughs> Alec knows what I'm talking about. I don't. I don't know. What so you men do to your bodies? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just saying what needs to be said. <laughs> Uh, this is a YouTube video of this guy. I looked up his name is David Wills. It's at a like wrestling panel in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Some like old washed up wrestlers are doing like a a Q and A in like an elementary school or a high school gym. And this one guy gets the mic, and everybody's you know after assuming asking normal nonchalant questions, just bursts into tears with emotions and uh, has this you know emphatic proclamation of it's still real to me damn it and he's thanking these wrestlers for all that they did with their bodies uh and it is just so beautiful and out of all the ones on my list this is the guy who's you know i'm most confident did not know had a camera on him and it just feels so so genuine Mm. and uh yeah it's just it's beautiful i can put the link in the show notes or you can just google it's still real to me damn it and i'm sure it'll come up I'm so happy that you're familiar, Alec. I I do that quote like there's so many quotable things that I'm just saying what needs to be said or thank you for saying what needs to be said. It's still real to me, damn it. And I want to thank you for all that you did to your body. Like those are so those are great quotes to just drop. Uh, I'm so glad that you brought that one up. There's nothing yeah, I could possibly add, but I'm just very happy. It's beautiful. Uh, oh my god. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> yeah, and I love wrestling. So to see somebody else get passionate about it, I just love watching people get passionate about anything, really. Yeah. yeah. That guy, he takes me to where I needed to be took. <laughs> well, I guess when I get passionate about alcohol and hatred for Ben Roethlisberger, you don't like it. <laughs> well, I I was uh, it crosses the line. My my BPMs, if you were measuring those metrics, probably went up because I was caught up in it and I was worried for you, but I don't want to encourage the like a he was aggressively loving towards something, and you were kind of yelling at a woman. You called her an idiot. I can't condone that. She well, was yelling I still have your back. If she wanted, yeah. hey, if she was gonna throw hands, I had your back. Like oh, you, speaking of this, 
you nuts. in real life you would if I was gonna fight a fifty year old woman you would not fight with me. <laughs> I would okay if if she was somehow beating the shit out of you I would try to save you but like I'm not gonna like and I would be <laughs> I would like be there to try to like maybe I'm breaking it up in that case but if it was like and, other people came in if Ben Roethlisberger was there and tried to fight you I'd fight him with you well that and like, I think we displayed it perfectly why Alex a better friend we have fought a fifty year old woman together yes we kicked the shit at her dude and like and I instigated it and Alex like let's get it. <laughs> oh my gosh she was in back coma to, for like a month yeah. was, back to sons of anarchy she she should have actually only been in for like two days but we beat her up again <laughs> in the coma <laughs> when she came out of it okay i'm glad this has drifted into hyperbole because i thought you were serious we only first. missed jail time on a technicality so yeah. <laughs> which that shows my experience with both of you two that i thought it was uh you know I didn't immediately think it was fiction when you started telling an anecdote about you two fighting a 50-year-old woman. Yeah, yeah she we could only international afford international waters. <laughs> uh, she could only afford a public defendant, and, you know, I've got an uncle who owns a law firm, so we buried him in paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this poor woman. Oh, I feel bad for her. Don't. But when I was watching Sons of Anarchy, I really wanted my friends to like get in more organic fights because like it just seemed like so badass to like back your friend up in a fight and just run in not knowing anything about the situation and you just hit the dude who's touching your friend, just punch him in the face. Snap up. And I also like over him. Yes. Exactly. Or a beer bottle. Like we were, you know, we were arguing beer bottles versus cans before this. Um but I also like there's so much crime in that show. I I feel like I was more nervous, like around cop cars and stuff while watching Sons of Anarchy. Like, I felt like I was going to get in trouble Man. just by association with <laughs> the plots of that show. You're probably right to avoid the cops during that. Yeah, dude. Thanks. Um, okay, let's not get too political here. That's, that was it. Short and sweet. David Wills, the it's still real to me, damn it, guy, at number two. And I love we're it. back to Alec for numero uno. Okay, coming in at the one spot for me. This one, I feel like, is just the epitome of men showing emotion. Every dude knows it. Every dude has some sort of emotion about it. It resonates. I mean, it's iconic, and I'm just going to say four words that will immediately get you to know what I'm talking about, and those words are, it's not your fault. Mm. Damn it, yeah. Yep. Dude, Goodwill so good. Hunting. Oh, so good. The whole Pick film, Matt Damon has just been this walled up, it's super defensive, just mm. ugh, piece of work. Just giving shit to everybody around him. And finally, at long last, Robin Williams, this dude with a heart of gold, just is able to get through to him. And Will just breaks down. And it's such a beautiful scene. Uh, in a film full of men showing emotion and full of beautiful scenes um, yeah. that easily could have made up three of my top five if I wanted to go all in. But um, yeah, that scene is just so dynamite, so iconic, so satisfying. Like, oh, I can't say enough. Dude, I didn't want to jump in because I feel like I like interrupt a lot. But when you, it took me a minute to realize what the quote was from. But, uh, when I was talking about the guy, the dad on the couch from Call Me By Your Name, I think of Robin Williams in that scene in Goodwill Hunting. Like, I feel like there's, yeah. they're so similar. Similar energy like, for sure. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's beautiful. And I think one of Will's, like, top five movies. Probably, yeah. It's definitely up there. I wa- I pro- I've probably watched that movie the most. Ugh. 
Um, Great movie. I watch it at least once a year. I don't know. It, that was that almost was on my list because I was thinking about it. Then I got distracted with some other things. But um, that, yeah, that whole movie and something like harboring back to part of the conversation we were having earlier is like, like this idea that his friend group are so ride or die. I think that's something mm-hmm. that I always love about that movie. It's mm-hmm. like they're so they just want what is best for him. That scene where Ben Affleck is like talking about like the best part of my day uh, is when I drive mm-hmm. up in the time from when I knock on your door to when you come out thinking that you're not going to be there. It's incredible. Uh, yes. It's, and then it happens. Oh, spoilers. But it's so beautiful. Yeah. 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 Oh, if I was going to pick another scene from Goodwill Hunting, it would have been that scene where he and yeah. Chucky are at the construction site and Ben Affleck just wakes him up, you know, just like, oh, God, it's because it's like this whole time Ben Affleck has just kind of been this guy who, I don't know, is kind of just a little bit of a meathead. You don't really expect much from him, but then you just see this added layer of depth that just calls out Will's bullshit in such a loving but also rebuking way um mm-hmm. and it's just so such a great scene i love that scene so much yeah and yeah. then one more is talking four words from goodwill hunting that uh just crushes your heart is how about them apples <laughs> like, <laughs> oh <laughs> god that's actually i love that scene that's a great scene. that was a great scene <laughs> do you like I, apples i re i rewatched that scene on YouTube a few weeks ago. And if you rewatch it, like I remember as a kid watching that movie and being like, Oh my God, like he's so smart in this bar. Like the things that they're saying in the bar, like aren't that impressive. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're talking about like the economy of the South during the civil war. And I'm like, yeah, let's, they weren't talking <laughs> about like astrophysics. Like I thought they yeah. were. <laughs> it's like yeah. Michael Scott and Oscar Nunez. Reading you Gordon Wood. Yep. If you uh, yeah, movies definitely one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I mean movie. your name's in it. Semi semi biographical. All right, well I'll go into my number one. Uh, so my number one is I'm gonna do half of it is the character, but half of it is the audience. Mm. Uh, kind of like you're I did acting. With, no, you're gonna act um, as the character. And then I'm gonna act as the audience. No, that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> oh, but you should. Uh, no, so it is kind of in the same vein of people watching uh, Field of Dreams. This one is any young man who ever read Where the Red Fern Grows. Oh, oh. yep, dude, yep. I can see the cover and of that paperback. Oh, Billy, the main too. character, when old Dan gets cut open by that mountain lion and he's carrying his dog back and it does it's i read this book in fifth grade yeah and he picks up his dog who saves his life from a mountain lion and they the author describes his entrails coming out of him and as Uh. like he puts them back into his dog and carries him home it just heart-wrenching yeah and then when Mm. i think that like the twist of the knife at the end is even worse where little Ann um, dies like weeks later because she misses Dang. like her brother yeah. so much. Mm, it just, so I, I remember that, that book just destroying me. And I remember mm-hmm. like the teacher read it in class to us 
And then she's like, you guys need to read these last two chapters at home. Oh, good call. And I was like, oh, I wonder. I was like, I wonder why. And then I'm like crying in bed, like. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I wow. whatever. I was like seven or eight when I, we read that book, and then I was like, like that's not how so- old you are in fifth grade, right? That's gotta be way like nine in Am fifth wrong? grade, right? Ten. So I was oh, eight. Wow. Yeah, I don't know ages. I was when I went to my freshman year of high school. I was thirteen years old. Dang. I'm young. I'm I've, I'm a yeah. September birthday. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, wait, wait. It's uh, it's September twelfth. You said fourteenth. Oh, fourteenth. That's what it was. Um, the reason I thought I was so confident Will's birthday was the fourteenth. Literally yeah. the day after my day after my birthday, Michael texts me and says, "Isn't your birthday coming up soon?" I <laughs> no, I think it, I, it I think yesterday. I called my shot the fourteenth. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was oh. AJ. I don't know. Um, but either way, uh. So well, I, no, okay. I was, it's because I I texted AJ. I was like, oh, because we were texting about something stupid, like we do. We just send each other dumb memes. Um, and then I said, what day is Will's birthday? And I said, I, I'm pretty sure it's the 14th. And then he probably texted you and asked. Yeah. Um. Okay. So back to where the red fern grows. Uh. So I I, I, I remember this book, and then when I was 19 years old, no, I was I was 18, and I'm I've got these roommates in college and I've got this one guy who just comes over and sleeps on our couch and instigates all this trouble oh. uh, named Alec bowling. Shout out friend of the show. <laughs> and, and they're like in the living room in our apartment, just probably doing something stupid, like making a video, just causing a bunch of ruckus. Oh, that's and fun. I'm in the bedroom sobbing, reading this book as an 18 year old again what? and like couldn't handle it. And then my one roommate comes in and sees that I'm crying and tries to like counsel me and be like, he was older. And he's like, oh, are you okay? Do we need to talk? And I'm like, I just read where the red fern grows. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Dude, I oh, remember that apartment. Yeah. Do, do you remember that, when we got your laptop and you could set things to happen when you swiped certain fingers and on one of your fingers you swiped a slideshow of us or a picture of us came up and it started playing the song from Fox and the Hound? No way. I l- literally don't remember that. We did that when we got your laptop. Wow. But it made sounds, an impression. Sounds Speaking of sad, animal, happy memories. I stories. know. Dude, yeah. Gosh. Mike, like you said, the cover of Where the Red Fern Grows, like, I feel like that's burned to the brain of, yeah, with the lantern. The lantern. And the, all the leaves, you know? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Trying to find the ghost coon. Ugh. Dude, that's that was so smart of your teacher though, because when you first said she was reading it out loud to the class, I was like, "What is she thinking? It's gonna be a shit show, dude! <laughs> You're insane!" <laughs> oh, but no, she knew what she was doing. Gosh, I feel like I should go read that again. It's Actually, so I good. I have it. It's so good. I should. I might read it again too. Yeah, I'm looking at the cover right now. Oh, there's that other scene in the book where the the kid falls on the axe and dies. That's right. Do you guys remember? It was like the the town bullies. Their dad was an alcoholic, and they get into this fight, and he falls and gets split open by an axe. That was a bloodbath for a kid's metal. Dear God. (laughs) Okay. Now, (laughs) what if they remade... I never saw the movies. What if they did a movie rendition where Jake Gyllenhaal... Timothy Chalamet 
play, play big the, old Dan and little Andy. Yeah, <laughs> play both of the dogs. You're with me. Yeah. <laughs> and Kevin Costner plays the kid. <laughs> yes. That would be Oscar bait right that, there, man. I think and then Oscar Isaac our... plays the axe. But <laughs> <laughs> like an Terrell, animated version. And Jennifer Terrell Lawrence Owens. plays the fern, the red fern. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too much. That'd be too emotional. Who would, Our play, who would, would play the lantern that he's carrying? Aziz sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to say Kevin yeah. Hart, but... <laughs> oh, that man. sounds good. Dude, that's heightest. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good pick. Thanks, Mike. Oh, yeah. All right, Mike, do you have your number one? I do. Um, my number one is Jesus Christ. Whoa. Yeah. Checkmate, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. <laughs> uh, just like, you know, we're talking about men showing emotion. What's what like a uh, person who's fully God and fully man? Like, okay, if if Jesus was who he says he was, I won't assume that every single person listening to this subscribes to that worldview, but just uh if if he was the creator of all things and chose to put on man flesh and come down here and then like you know, deal with all these emotions and stuff that I struggle with and, and suffer through the stuff that keeps me up at night. Like that makes me feel like, Oh, I can, you know, I got a shot at this whole life thing. Like him crying in the garden of, mm. uh, Geth- uh, and, uh, you know, when weeping, when his friend dies, like that's just a wild concept. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Jesus Christ. Number one. Heck yeah. Also friend of the show. <laughs> also, um, you know, driving out the uh money lenders in the temple. We see a very different oh. side of him, you know. Very hostile emotion. Right, which is super interesting because so much of the imagery about Jesus is like him holding lambs and things like that, which is not inaccurate. I mean, I don't know if he ever <laughs> held a lamb per se, but yeah. the heart behind it. But um but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, him, th- you know, tossing over all these tables, like driving people out with a whip, like that's wild, yeah. dude. That's you metal. Know? Doesn't necessarily I, fit in oftentimes the picture we have. No, yeah, that's good. I I totally was thinking more like just the like it's wild to me to think like you know oh if you have unlimited power why would you be like sad or upset or or fearful like of anything and like mm-hmm. him being fearful is it is about to be nailed to a cross like I guess I get that but. That just makes me feel better knowing that he's he's empathetic toward me. Yeah. That's super interesting. I'm imagining the scene where they're like all the apostles are walking with them and everyone they kinda like they're talking and then someone says like Paul goes not Paul, Paul I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's, let's just say Peter g- goes, Hey, guys, where's Jesus? And he seemed like, oh, not again. And he's just like holding a bunch of lambs. And they're like, come on. <laughs> come on, just man. We've been through Dude. this. We don't have time for this. Dude. Like, stop oh picking up God. the lambs. What are you trying you, to you accomplish? Would not, you wouldn't want this guy in your organ trail group, man. <laughs> no, just picking up lambs yeah. way too much. Yeah. Over-encumbered. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a mood. It's a yeah. mood. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, my good pick, dude. Thanks, dude. Good luck. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know right? if he's gonna be. I don't know if he's yeah. gonna be Toby Maguire, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if you think about it, like Toby Maguire was channeling some Jesus in the temple. He's a Christ energy. figure. <laughs> when he when he told the guy, "I'll fix it." When you know, 
or I'll pay the rent when this door's fixed. Like, <laughs> I bet you Jesus. Was but he was also like but that. he was also filled with a demon. So. <laughs> oh, he was. He was like that might have been Legion. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. By oh, the dude, symbiote. I love. I love Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom so Hardy. Tom Hardy. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom Miss Hardy. <laughs> I love Tom Miss Hardy. Uh, I wish Venom was better though. But I I love uh, him that. Yeah, Tom Hardy kicks ass. Yeah. Except when right. he was skinny in Band of Brothers and looked like a little twink. Wait, that's wait. Tom Hardy's in Band of Brothers. I haven't yeah. watched Band of Brothers yeah. since every, I've known who every, Tom Hardy was. Every actor's in Band of Brothers. Yep. Name anyone. They're like in every Band other Brothers. scene. You'll be like, holy shit, that's Sir Ian McKellen as a private in the airport. <laughs> wait, really? <laughs> no, I mean no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be wild. Uh, everybody's in Band of Brothers. Yeah. Everyone is <laughs> in Band of Brothers. Seriously, but yeah, Tom Hardy's in it, and he's a freaking twig in it, dude. Yeah, he's super tiny. Yeah, dude. Really, he doesn't have those Bane biceps, and yeah, now he's he, a muscle-bound he freak. Boy. Yeah, <laughs> like an idiot, <laughs> dude. Yeah, lifting's for nerds. Oh gosh, but yeah, right, you guys want to get to the master list? Let us. I guess, man, but I feel like I'm gonna be sad. Why? Why? I don't know. I just keep thinking about those dogs. Oh, stop thinking about the dogs. I can't, dude. <laughs> Because Will painted a picture. He brought me back to, like, being a, whatever, fifth grader, sixth grader. Yeah. Seventh grader. Eighth grader. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Top five fifth graders is our next <laughs> next. You can, you can Dude, there's this kid grade. in my neighborhood. His name's Johnny. He's fucking dope. <laughs> He's got a fucking ripstick. <laughs> He's got a ripstick. Oh, like, he knows super, so many yo-yo tricks. It's bonkers. Super good at Minecraft. Builds I tight nineties in Fortnite. My neighbor's daughter Julia. All over the place. His TikTok's got like seven k followers. My neighbor's daughter Julia. She's first chair clarinet. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, good for you, Julia. Okay. Uh, so what do we think? What do we like from this list? Um, ooh, hey, also, I never shouted out in the similar, like, movie Unexpected Emotion Veins. Holding hands at the end of Heat. Great. Um, okay, master list. What oh, do we like? Can I, can I, do, can I do a shout-out? There is yep. a short film. It is on Vimeo. It is called Thunder Road. It is from, is like, it 2016. It is... I Just watch it. It's, like, 10 minutes... And it it is is a guy singing the song Thunder Road. Oh wow! Zardy by, by um Bruce Springsteen, my dad's favorite. Thank you, Bruce Springsteen. Mike, maybe you shouldn't watch it. Okay, <laughs> but maybe you should. It might be lethargic. Um, lethargic? Is That's not the le- word. Lethargic. Yeah. <laughs> lethargic. Yeah, cathartic. 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 What's lethargic mean? <laughs> lethargic is like, like slow and like mellow and like like uh, droning, like you know, like kind of. Right? Yeah, I'm I'm doing it with motions. I can't do it with words. But, yeah. But, <laughs> no, this I, th- I think I'm right. <laughs> the it's, phrase it's, it's, it's it might Lou be Vega. it Lou might Vega. be lethargic. No, it's is a hilarious Twister. phrase. <laughs> lethargic. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never made lethargy, a mistake. Fuck you. Sluggish or apathetic. <laughs> no, but hey, this is great. We're we're real friends. We're not like trying to rip you up. It's just that phrase is hilarious to me. It might be lethargic. No, I don't feel bad that I'm right and yeah. wrong. It's fine. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, you shouldn't feel bad either. Okay, <laughs> but seriously, Thunder Road short film 
so good. One, it's like a single cam. Amazing. Okay, that's all I got to say. Uh, oh, my other Alec, two shout-outs were groomsmen, groomsmen crying in the wedding, or the groom, Ooh. and uh, Great British Bake Off people crying when they <laughs> get told that they did well. Okay. Heck yeah. Okay, shall I go first? Yeah, sure. go for it. Well, I, d- I feel like I'm a bad person if I don't say Jesus is number one, but I also actually think <laughs> Jesus is yeah, number one. Get, you know what I mean? Get, like, get I don't want to be cliche, but I also think, I don't know. It's it's hard to top. Yeah. Suck it. That's probably not the best way to follow up nominating Jesus for the number one spot. <laughs> no, I think that's good. Uh, I think that's a good pick. Hey, thanks, man. Dude, Will's gonna. I know Will's gonna be. He's pretty anti-Jesus these days. He's gonna be at- attacking that one. Hey, I'm getting kicked out of bars, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, um. And okay, I will go next. I will say. That sorry, I have a friend Alex texting me about pizza um, again with these flexes on having friends and going to bars and watching YouTube. Pizza. I mean, I I haven't been to a bar in a in a while, like everyone else. But in 2018, I was yes going to bars. Um, okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna say. I honestly think my Where the Red Fern Grows is really good. I'm going to put it number three because you guys didn't have it on your list. Yeah, there wasn't any. Well, I guess technically there's some crossover there. Some Samwise. Yeah. So, so I'll put him in at number two. Well, how do you how do you feel, Alec, about saying the Fellowship of the Ring since Samwise is included under that umbrella? I'm game for that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I was And I feel asked. like I wa- Oh, how do but, you feel about life, Will? How how have your bar visits been? I think I think I'm fine with the Lord of the Rings, and I think that encapsulates Samwise. That's how my bar visits have gone. You son of a bitch! <laughs> great, great, dude. Just text me every time you go to a bar. I'm gonna and, text like, my friend the phone about on pizza. You on. guys, you guys do your thing. I'm gonna text my friend about pizza. Don't include me in any of these conversations. Wait, you guys are ordering a pizza tonight? No, he just went. I recommended a pizza. He got the pizza. He's like, that pizza was really good. So wait, what's what's? I'm curious. I'm what the busy texting is. him. Like you just say tight, and then you're done. <laughs> he added some questions that were private. <laughs> uh, I like. Okay. Um, great. Well, I guess Will has abdicated his draft position. So Alec, let's just talk about this. Yes. Uh, I really love Goodwill Hunting. I know Will will like that. But I love I love Jake Gyllenhaal and Timothy Chalamet so much. I you you liked it's still real to me, damn it. The guy David Wills. I do. Uh, I do. What do you what do you feel deserves a spot of all these things? What give, what's top of your heap right now? I think Goodwill Hunting deserves a four spot personally cuz I, I yeah, I'm down with my that. number 1. Yeah, it's one of Will's favorite movies, you know. And I, it's got the energy of some of the emotion I like in Call Me By Your Name, which is Timothy Chalamet adjacent. Yes. So there, we're satisfying all platforms, all parties. CMBYN. When the lists are so split, you know, it makes sense to give everybody's number one a yeah. platform. Yeah. Got to throw everybody a bone a little bit. 
All right. So, uh, what's how did you write that on your list? Just Goodwill Hunting, bros. Yeah. What did I write? I wrote a uh, Will Hunting. Oh, Will Hunting. Yeah. If you will. Will and I used to play that game with Nerf guns in his basement <laughs> on sleepovers. You would just hunt me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I watched the hunt this year. It was not good. No. Yeah, I saw it got I kind of middling reviews. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> hey, but did you guys see that new Jordan Peele? <laughs> I saw that new Peele. Dude, he yeah, should just start he's... calling his films Peels. The newest Peel. Yeah. And it's like uh, it has a effect where it peels off like a screen protector or yeah. a banana Ooh. open at the start, and then it says his logo yeah. and his, <laughs> his name. Appeal cool. Reel. All right, there's room for one more. All Let's right, I'm back one. in. Will, I feel like you should go watch the It's Still Real to Me, damn it, video. I've seen it. No, as you guys described, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I just don't have any fun. thoughts on it. I'm not going to add it to the list. Um, I would give it to Jakey G, honestly. I would do I would do Jake Gyllenhaal, for sure. Yeah, I'd co-sign on Jakey G. I feel like we all got a lot of love for him. Like, as soon as you said Jakey G, I was like, man, I'm going to look kind of like an I, idiot. I don't like, like that Timothy we're saying Jakey G. I'd rather say J.G., <laughs> What about Jay Hall? Like, yeah, I'll say Jay Hall. Jay Hall. <laughs> Jay Hall. I like Jay Hall. Yeah, Isn't like it Jay G Hall, Hall though? Well, no, well, why is it no. why is it G Hall? No, it's J from Jake. J- but it's G Jillen Hall. It goes shortens to G yeah, Hall. Yeah, but G Hall. J Hall. What, what about Jolly y'all? <laughs> okay, <laughs> but ki- kind of like when Alex said Oscar Schindler, and I felt like a fool for having To following it up. <laughs> When you when you said Jake Gyllenhaal, I was like, oh man, he's even better than Timothy Chalamet. Well, he's a better actor, but I th- I think Timmy is nailing some of these big visceral emotional beats for me that yeah. check a lot of my boxes. I think they're both worthy picks. Yeah, you can't win them all. Yeah, and I mean, as much as it pains me to cut Tobey Maguire off, <laughs> I love that specific instance. I think we're, you're gonna get a lot of angry emails about that one. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's put Jay Hall on the list. We're all satisfied with this? Quite. Yeah. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for bearing with us. Uh, we are blessed to have you here and apologize if we have offended you. Um, but here's the master list that is now your favorite five instances of men showing emotion of all time by listening to the show you agree to that <laughs> number five Jake Gyllenhaal uh, number four Will Hunting number three uh, the protagonist in Where the Red Fern Grows and the dog in Where the Red Fern Grows and, and all how the it makes readers us feel. Yes. reading Where the Red Fern Grows and Will's fifth grade class and Will is an 18 year old reading Where the Red Fern Grows mm-hmm. uh, yeah <laughs> number two the Fellowship of the Ring, the Fellowship of the Ring, featuring Samwise Gamgee, and uh, number one, Jesus Christ. Amen. We should come up with a nickname for him. Um, yeah, and that's our episode. Uh, Will, do you have to go eat pizza? Do you want to play a quick game? It feels like you don't listen to me ever. <laughs> I know. I was joking. It was a joke. Which part? About I know that you're talking about your friend went to a pizza. <laughs> that base. was my joke. Do you get oh, it? Oh, dude, we're so funny, man. This dude, is I got I got out of a rhythm. Showing. I was I was I zoned out. I got out of rhythm. That was not funny. I don't like myself right now. No, Let's no, do me a and game. Will, me and Will I'm and go Alec pee, are number I one pee men. And regroup. <laughs>
I'm gonna we're, center we're funny myself. emotions. We apologized. Uh, Alec has the anger when we played football. Will has the <laughs> anger at the bar. We got all the emotions. Number one, when do get, you get out of here, angry, Jesus. Mike? Get out of here, Jesus. It's me, Alec, and Will. <laughs> um, I don't know. I did. <laughs> my old roommate. She uh, when I was in, she's like, I don't know that I've ever seen you angry. Huh. Um, I get like angry at the, like I feel like I don't like hate a lot of things, but I get angry at life's difficulties, and then mm-hmm. I get angry at like you know video games and uh. sports and stuff but i don't like i don't uh translate it and in, into a target on another human being usually one time uh, i was I playing know. fifa with sam brunner and he was kicking my ass so i threw the xbox controller and left the room oh nice that's we <laughs> had i mean you sound like my my brother because we had like uh probably 10 gamecube controllers and three of them were working at the end because he would just throw them at the love seat when something <laughs> bad would happen in madden this one stuff t- like that. This one time, my wife and I. This was a few weeks ago. We're playing Madden, and she wait, was really? Me, and I threw the remote, and it hit her in the head, and her head actually came clean off. <laughs> oh my god! And I got I so excited thinking you were playing Madden. This is me. I'm angry right now at Will. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh! But he buried her so Just, deep, she'll never be found. And yeah. <laughs> will you edit that out? <laughs> Yeah, she's I in the angry upper I... mantle. <laughs> How deep yeah. <laughs> she's in the, yeah, she, we, we went a lot. We went through the crust. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of cuttable material on this episode, but it's just so good to be back with you guys. It's gonna sound like uh, a CD with a scratch on it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, gosh. Uh, dude, I I wonder if I could work the record scratch into an episode, like. We open mid-conversation, and then there's a record scratch. Like, <laughs> let me tell you how we got here. You know, one of those cliches. You're probably out wondering how we ended up here. All right, we'll be back with a game if I didn't already cut before this. Because <laughs> we're bad at content. And we're back with a game. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's game is called Let's Get Emotional, um, where you're going to alternate turns. I'm going to give you an item, and you tell me if it is an emoji. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll get right to it. Alec Bowling, you are going to go first. Oh, Will, you're coming off your your win on the last time, right? What Will won Maybe. the last one. Twenty one questions. Oh yeah, I did. Also, people oh, were writing twenty one <laughs> questions. I I feel like uh, I do feel bad about the choice, but I had more people writing in assuring me that like you guys are really bad at twenty <laughs> questions. Um, what was the word again? Pilgrim. Pilgrim. That was oh so my dumb. god. That was so dumb. Uh, <laughs> but like I I was hopeful because like at one point Alec, you started you asked if it was less than eight letters or something, uh, and I feel like if you just like. Stayed on like letter things, you could have got it pretty quick, but it was just literally <laughs> devolved into guessing every noun that we could think of. It's it was All so right. fr- it was so late. It was so <laughs> Yeah. I love you both. I love anyone who listens to this. I'm already anyone... frustrated about this game. Like <laughs> Zach Kosis. that game again. <laughs> Thanks for listening to fifteen minutes of silence, Zach Kosis, and anyone else who listened to Taylor Swift episode. Okay. Uh, Alec Bowling, to yes. you. I need to grab my pen here. A trident. Is it an emoji? I'm gonna the, say I'm going by the standard iPhone emojis, but I feel like most of them are pretty derived from that. I'm gonna say no. Trident is an emoji. You are incorrect. Yeah. All right, uh, Will. Mm. 
Snowman driving a car. That's a no. That is a no. <sighs> That's correct. Okay, Will leads one to nothing. Alec, blind person's cane. I'm going to say yes. That is an emoji, Woo! just the cane. There's also both genders of blind people with said cane. I'm back. Interesting. All right, one to one. Will, ballerina shoes. Yes. That's correct. It's an emoji. Use it anytime you need a tiptoe. All right. Uh, Alec, a bento box. Ooh. Yes. It is. Okay. It is. I wrote that one down because I was looking at the sushi. I was like, oh, that's a good idea. I was trying to think of fake things. And then I scroll to the next page. There's a freaking bento box there. Right there are <laughs> way ahead of me. All right, Will. Two coffins next to each other with skeleton hands reaching out, holding hands. Oh, that could have been a new update. I'm going to say no. That is correct. That is not an emoji. Uh, it was too specific. It was yeah. too specific. <laughs> All right, Alec. Green triangle with a stick figure swimming. That's so, so specific. I almost wonder if it is, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, how could Mike have come up with that if it wasn't an emoji? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to say no. That is correct. Yeah! It is not an emoji. All right, we're three to three. Good job. <laughs> Will. The word kisses crossed out in a red circle like in the Ghostbusters logo thing. What would be the context of that? <laughs> what would you use that for? If you needed to establish consent before a date. Just like, um, <laughs> you could have used this for my thigh slap. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it is. I'm going to say, yeah, that's an emoji. Will, are you insane? That's not an emoji. <laughs> <laughs> no. What? So it stays three to three. I'm just joking. <laughs> Alec, DNA. Yes. Correct. Will. Oh, give him the fucking easy ones. <laughs> the Statue of Liberty. Yes. Correct. Four to four. Alec, an abacus. I'm going to say yes. Correct. You're up to five. There we yeah, go. Yes. Uh, Will. A box with the word fragile stamped on it. No. Correct. Ooh, five to five. I would have said yes. Dang. Right? I mean, I was like, I need this. Alec, a blue square with a key above a piece of luggage outlined by a rectangle. No. That is an emoji. No! <laughs> Say it again. What is it? It's a blue square, and then there is a key, and underneath the key is a rectangle containing a piece of luggage. Why hell? is okay? I don't know. It's I, like I a lockbox for your luggage. Steve yeah, Jobs. Uh, I don't know the context to use it. But okay, we're staying at dig five. Five. <laughs> five, five. Dig him up. Uh, Will Star of David surrounded by a heart. No. Correct. Will takes the lead. Six five. Ugh. Alec, a totem pole. Yes. No, that is not. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> We Native American representation up on these emojis, even though I don't know much about the religion. Maybe that's sacrilegious, but still. Dude, I was climbing in the gorge uh, this past weekend, and one of my friends was the only one who couldn't do this really difficult start. It was a really dynamic move. And um, he's like, oh, I'm not going to climb it. We're like, we're going to let you climb it. We'll pull you up. And then John, who's belaying, was like, Michael, give you a boost. And Alex's like, I'm not okay with that. Like, I'd be too embarrassed. And I said, don't think of it as a boost. 
think of it as like a really cool human totem pole and you get to be the eagle on top. <laughs> and he still wasn't convinced. But that was my reasoning. Yeah. Okay, Will, a third placed medal. What? <laughs> Alec doesn't like this one. A smiley face. <laughs> You're saying you think it Yeah, I'm gonna go with Alec and say yes it is. That is correct. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I probably I probably would have said no. Dang it. Alec, <laughs> give it to him. All right, Alec, here's for you. A red square with the letters CL inside of it. Honestly, I think I've seen that. I'm going to say yes. It is an emoji. Yeah. All right, All right six to seven. For? Will, Will, uh, baklava. Yes. No, there's no baklava no. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. I'm on Android. <laughs> I'm going to check. <laughs> okay, if you can find it on Android, I'll give you a point. We include uh, Greek culture. I'll text you both. <laughs> All right, so Alec, you know one. Alec, a minotaur. Yes. No, Damn I'm it. sorry. No. <laughs> There's no minotaur. Oh. All right, uh, Will, uh, a retort There's no flask. There's, there's no, there's no baklava. <laughs> okay. Will, um, retort flask from chemistry, the big circular one with the... You're describing part. it now. Uh, I guess that's yeah. fine. I feel... <laughs> uh yes. That's correct. Uh, There's one of those. Uh Alec, a pilgrim. Yeah. No. Damn, damn. Pilgrims. I I pilgrim pilgrims. Damn them all. There's bastards. There's genocidal maniacs and their smallpox blankets on their three stupid ass boats and their dumbass rock. Fuck the pilgrims. <laughs> Dude, hashtag fuck the pilgrims. Uh, that'll be our next merch piece. Whole line of fuck pilgrim merch. Uh, okay. Will, last one. Merman. Or yeah. merman, rather. Yes, of course, there's a merman. Uh, Will, on a hot streak, he's taking the one nine to six, uh, winning his second game. Alec is normally a hard foe to surmount, but you have mounted him handily. Uh, it didn't take much skill. It was, it was, it was just saying a yes or a no. <laughs> hey man, you said it at the right time though. Uh, this is your show to close out. Do so how you please. Uh, thank you everyone. I would like to send that special love and greetings to Lou Vega who really gave us the energy tonight. And, mm-hmm. um, I Crazy. just don't think that I don't, th- I don't think that people see him as emotional and beautiful man that he is. So, I don't know. This one goes out to you, Lou. Uh, thank you for all your power and your wisdom under your eye. All right, guys. Have a good week. Bye. Amen. Bye-bye. Bye. think we're ready to roll. I believe so. All right. Uh, do you want me to do it? I suppose. Yeah, oh, don't you always do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just, gonna, just figured I'd throw it out there. <laughs>